everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Shellformers. I'm your host, Darby Harn, and with me, as always, my good friend, Sugu. How are you doing, Sugu? I'm doing well. It was uh, really cold this past week, but starting to warm up today. How about you? Warm up. Yeah, it's starting to warm up here, too. It's uh, Today, it's going to be in the 30s, which means it'll be 60 degrees warmer than it was a couple days ago. Um, so that's awesome. Um <laughs> The only problem with the the warmer weather is great. The only problem is we have somewhere around three, three and a half feet of snow on the ground. So um, we're going to be swimming here shortly. Yeah. Um, going to have to build a boat um, for sure, which is never fun. Um, not, not a very good craftsman, but some people are. And we kind of thought maybe we'd talk about that today on the podcast in terms of action figures and specifically customs because... If you're an action figure collector like we are, at some point you're going to run into or actually create customs of some of your favorite toys. And I know I've done in the past a little bit with Star Wars, and that's mainly just sort of repainting a little bit and swapping heads and swapping limbs and very basic stuff. I'm nowhere near some of the amazing, amazing sort of custom work that you kind of see out there in Star Wars collecting. But one thing that's become very prominent in the last year or so is the advent of uh, custom. I don't even know if custom is the right word anymore, but basically they're versions of new versions of classic Kenner Star Wars characters that are made by uh, single manufacturers, creators that do two things. One is, is create new figures of, characters that had never been done um in the in the original kinder line and then they also make they've also been casting and and issuing versions of hard to find figures specifically i'm thinking of yak face blue snaggle tooth guys like that that people you know they're just rare and they're hard for people to get at especially today's prices we talked in the past about uh those prices so we thought today Final Cape Jawa, um, you know, nobody has, um, you know, 10 or 20 grand or whatever to throw down on something like that. So they're like, well, I can get one of these um, sort of reproduction guys at a much cheaper price, a hundred bucks. These are expensive relative to toys you'll buy on the shelf at Walmart or Target or something like that. You know, you go to your store and you spend $20 on a Black Series figure or a Transformers figure. These guys are going to run you about a hundred dollars. So for some people, that's cool. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the price. We'll talk about the production. We'll talk about the questions and debate that kind of surrounds that. And as we, we're going to talk specifically today about Star Wars, but as we get into that, Sugu, do you have like any thoughts about customs like relative to your own collecting, your own experience? Yeah, uh, definitely want to get into it sometime. But I, um, when I first started recollecting transformers as an adult and this was this would have been back in 2003 2004 um i absolutely fell in love with the uh the line that i was collecting and uh but they were making them super slow like on a really slow pace um just every i think every year there's only maybe two or three releases mm-hmm. and so there came about this little community, if you will, um, 
of people making the rest of the figures that they wanted within this within this line. Um, and they did it in a variety of ways that that got me thinking, ooh, I can do that. I should really start doing that. And that's been kind of in the back of my head for years now about designing my own transformers and customizing them uh, yeah. using that kind of same idea. I, I would love to be a much better sort of customizer of Star Wars. There are guys who do like I, I've painted and I've, I've done head swaps. And I remember this was more so really in the prequel era when I was really into making a lot of like different Jedi and things like that and clones. But there are guys who they cast, they paint it. it they're gore, They're immaculate, like works yeah. of art. I mean, they're, they're really amazing. So I always appreciated that. I was, way beyond sort of my skill set but i always loved what i always love custom figures and seeing what people could do especially then folks who go on beyond that just the figure excuse me and they do like the packaging like you know they do mm. you see this has been going on for a long time with star wars and kennery where people make their own sort of packaging mock-ups but now as we've gotten you know into recent days recent years and you know sort of the what you can do at home uh on your computer with that type of thing becomes a little bit more uh, easier to obtain uh, really talented folks are making their own Kenner star Wars card backs. And that's yeah. even and something I, I wouldn't mind do. I, I could do spend all day doing that. Like, you know, yeah. Not just backs. I mean, I've seen in the transformer world, people are designing their own uh, figures and 3d printing them like fully functioning, fully transforming yeah. figures that they're 3d printing it's amazing it, it, yeah it's incredible and then they they put those designs available online so you can download them and then print them yourself <laughs> wow it it's changed it's changing collecting in a way that i think is sort of hard to appreciate right now because you know we're, we're so used to a model of they make it or they don't make it and we like it or we complain about it <laughs> And this, because of the prevalence of the sort of DIY, DIY uh, collect, you know, a method of I can make it, I can design it, I can actually make it at home. Um, that's changed all of, you know, what a person can actually do. And then in the case of some of these guys with the custom Star Wars, the retro Star Wars, it changes what they can sell. And one of these, we'll just kind of get into it, is um, there's kind of two major... There's quite a few, but there's two major sort of um, uh, custom Star Wars makers that I thought would be good to talk about today. And the first one is Stan Solo, and he's become very prominent in sort of Star Wars collecting circles because the one, the level of his work is tremendous. And he sort of, uh, the especially recently, as I talked to folks about uh, Vintage Kenner, he comes up a lot. And the tipping point for me was this figure that he's doing he's taking pre-orders for right now which is the slave leah basically from in her costume from return of the jedi which is a figure that kenner never did uh when hasbro yeah i don't think they she was ever a figure they were going to do um had the line continued but when Hasbro made her, she was a, a huge deal when they finally made her. She was one of, 
one of those 10 or so figures from the vintage line that fans always wanted and that were very big deal when they got into the Hasbro line originally, you know, thinking of Tarkin and Wedge, characters like that. Um, so I thought maybe we could kind of start there with, with Stan Solo. Stan Solo got started making basically what I would consider very simplistic um, customs with these droids. He's, he's doing taking the vintage Kenner R2 and the vintage Kenner C-3PO and then making new droids out of them. And then these are all droids, background droids from the movie. They're rebel droids, they're imperial droids, they're droids that are rolling around in the background in Moss Eisley. They're amazing. They're yeah. amazing. Um, I'm looking at his website now. Yeah, they're, the detail yeah. on the on the, the sculpt work and the paintwork is incredible. The paintwork is great. You know, he's casting them in some cases directly in the plastic, but he's also making the stickers that go around the torso of some of these and and they're just amazing he did a uh he he did a c-3po and r2 from the end of the original star wars from the yavin metal ceremony where he cast the 3po in that that sort of golden sheen that he had at the end of the movie um which it came out amazing it's just it's a sterling figure it's great and then he did the same with R2 where he, with the dome. And those are amazing, amazing figures. And so I was talking with people, I was talking with my my, uh, my cousin, Ben, who's gotten a few of these. It's like, these are amazing. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, I, I really love these. I don't know if I would, you know, if I would maybe collect them um, because they're, you know, they're not original. And then they are somewhat pricey. They, they sort of range in price. Um, some of the droids are, you know, not too bad. And then some of them are, um, like as you go through them, you know, the droids, they kind of, they kind of range about 40, $50, depending on what you're looking at. And then, um, but then what the, the thing that got me, the tipping point for me was this slave Leia that he's doing. And this is uh, effectively an all new figure. This is a design figure from the ground up. He is using the head. He's sourcing the head from the Kenner uh, Leia figure in her Bosch disguise. Um, oh, okay. But, but beyond that, she is a Kenner figure, a new figure, I should say, sorry. In every way, she's designed. She's a designed in, on the computer, she's a digital sculpt, it appears to me. Mm -hmm. um, and then they, they've done her in that Kenner style. And so you've got the sort of the straight sort of uh, coffin uh, pose where she's gonna go right in the blister. Um, she's gummy, like the, the features are very soft. Yeah. She's got the gap in the thighs, which the, <laughs> the figures uh, always seem to have is a strange gap between her leg and then the, the hip. Um, and then, um, but other than that, it's very, I would say it's fantastic. I mean, it looks exactly like you sort of expected to if it had been made in 1983. Yeah, I'll definitely give that. It looks it looks almost authentic. It looks authentic. And I, that one, that's the great thing. So this was the first one that I saw that I was like, you know what? One, I'm a Carrie Fisher guy. I'm a Princess Leia guy. I probably have to buy this because the not just, not just the fact that they're doing her, the figure, he's also... Um, doing the cards so he's doing you can buy her one of three ways you can buy just the loose figure this is turning into an advertisement for stan solo stan you're welcome 
um, you can buy the um, Return of the Jedi figure on the Return of the Jedi back, which is her sort of on top, a uh, great picture of Carrie, God bless her, um, on top of the uh, uh, sail barge. Um, and then you can buy her, this, and this one's genius, you can buy her in her Power of the Force uh, this would have been from 1985 if the line had continued, which the Power of the Force figures from that last year in the line came with that that collector coin. So Stan is not only doing those, but he's doing a Power of the Force card. And this is her classic sort of iconic pose where she's sitting on the dais he's with also Jabba. Doing the coin. He's doing the coin. So he's designed the coin. And this coin is exactly the what you would expect from that era. And this is the one, the power of the force one is the one where I was like, you know what? I, I have to buy this. I can't, I can't be a, a Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher uh, collector connoisseur and not buy that. This is maybe the best custom Kenner, Star Wars, Carrie, Leia, anything ever, right? What do you think of this? I mean, like, this is nuts. I think it's really interesting to, to have... Uh, to have that be the the tipping point right like this figure was a figure that Kenner wasn't going to make uh, for fairly obvious reasons and I think it's interesting that the figure was made or that even this guy is making it custom I think the level of details is, is incredible and the sculpting yeah. work is is amazing um yeah, it's yeah, and, and and I agree. Like the the three ways to buy it is really interesting. It it looks like it would fit in whatever you're collecting in terms of Star Wars figures. It's like from a marketing move, it's genius. You know, because you're getting people to buy three versions of the same figure. But this, the big appeal though, it you can't really complain about it because I mean the appeal is not obviously the figures, but of course for Star Wars collectors is often the packaging. And so you have the power of the force one in particular, I think is just an amazing venture. If they had, if he had just done that alone, that would have been great, but he's doing the, just the Jedi, the Jedi back changing up the pictures between them is genius. So um, I do have a kind of an interesting question though, about this in yeah. terms of the business side of it. Yeah. On the website itself. Um, he, for copyright reasons, for obvious copyright reasons, yes, he has blocked off the name of the movie property, Star Wars, yeah, as well as it looks like the power of the force, and maybe even the name yeah. of the character on the packaging. Yeah. Um, so when you buy the figure, is it going to be like that, or is he going? Is he selling the figure sure. with the packaging? with these trademarked and copyright logos yeah that's a great question so for folks who do go to and we'll put a link in uh with the podcast uh so people can see what we're talking about when you go to the his stan solos etsy store you're going to see these figures and as sugu says it looks weird because in the packaged ones the the iconography is scribbled out um, these are actually, when you get them, these are actually the Star Wars cards. There's nothing scribbled out, so they appear exactly as um, they would have in the store. He's doing this for the reasons you just said, which is, um, this is copyright infringement. Eek. Um, 
he does not have a license to produce Star Wars figures in any scale. It's one reason why he, when he's in his listings, it's something I want to talk about too, that he doesn't identify these directly. Yeah, except um, this one is identified, Slave Leia. The Slave Leia is, um, and that I think is interesting because um, if we go to, um, let's go to, if you go down to that R two D two right blower Sugu in the main listing with the drink tray, R two D two with the drink tray. Yeah, he's going to be in the, his store. Um, he's sort of on the next row below her. Um, he's sort of an R two D two, and he's got from Jabba's uh, sail barge. He's got that ah, sort I got of it. I see. yeah, yeah. So when you Custom look at the dome, yeah. So he's not identified as R2-D2 here. He's just a custom solid dome with serving tray on a card back. Yeah. There's uh, there's nothing here that identifies R2 as R2. And that is the case with most of the other listings right. that he has. Uh, Leia in particular is unique in the sense that he actually identifies her as Leia, which um, unusual. Yeah. But that's okay. one of the... Yeah, well, that's one of the things about this that's interesting because there's a lot of different uh, wrinkles here. One is is that um, um, one of the reasons that customs are customs is because um, uh, people are, are making things that Hasbro hasn't made. And it's up until now, it's been if Hasbro doesn't make it, you're kind of SOL because um, they're, they're the only toy, you know, that's it. They're, they're the source for the figures and they are because they have a contract that they have, they had in the past, the master toy license that's been split up in a ton of different ways, but, um, but they still, no one can, you know, like if you and I had the resources and we decided let's just make star Wars figures, we couldn't do it for obvious legal reasons. This gets into a gray area with the production of these things that is, interesting because as you well know with the transformers with the third party the third party transformers just have gonna been, bring up those bring those yeah up. that that's been a thing in transformers collecting forever so maybe you could kind of talk about that yeah absolutely and i'd like to go into detail more about this when we talk about transformers as customs but um basically for the purpose of today we've got um these uh designers and small firms that are making these popular figures that we all wanted but hasbro never made a toy of um and there are several that are more specific that we're going to talk about in in upcoming weeks so stay tuned but um we've got you know they hasbro in america takara tomi in japan they're not making these characters and collectors want them so what's happening is they're they're making these custom figures for themselves uh and then they're eventually starting their own company to sell them but because of trademark they have to make up some other name that is usually a wink and a nod to the to the they're uh again to use an upcoming kind of teaser they're usually a deep cut uh yeah. into the character itself. For example, there's a character named Galvatron, who in the 1986 movie, spoiler alert, uh, Megatron dies and becomes Galvatron. So, but Galvatron is voiced by Leonard Nimoy, 
who you know has also passed away bless his soul but um so one of the third party companies they made a figure that looked like galvatron but they couldn't call him galvatron because that's a trademark name so they made some other name like sovereign or something else i forget but on the box it actually has um uh a spock quote oh, on the box <laughs> because leonard nimoy played spock and he played the voice of galvatron <laughs> like there are these huge deep cuts that are kind of winking and nodding and kind of uh uh suggesting who the character is referencing but in the in an amazing twist of fate i guess or kind of sad news but like also kind of crazy um i don't know we've we've talked before but do you remember the stunticons oh yeah so one of the third-party companies called dx9 they made their own version of the stunticons um and they they started naming all of their uh characters after like mafia bosses Mm-hmm. So uh, Motormaster, the truck, the main center, his product name is Capone. So nice. if you look up DX9 Capone, you're going to see that it's Motormaster. Um, and they've got like every one of them had a different mob boss or mof- you know, mof- mafioso boss. Yeah. Which is hilarious thinking about who the Stunticons are as characters. But the sad part is DX9 has to close their doors. Uh, maybe they weren't making enough money with the pandemic or mm. something, but they're basically done. They're closing up their shop. So yeah. they made four out of the five figures and they released them. And then they basically announced that they were closing. So they quick, they had to basically quickly get the last figure out the door, which you know what? kudos to them respect to them for finishing out the set um before they before they fully shuttered but at that point they just said screw it because they had a mob boss code name for Mm -hmm. that final character but when they finally released it they said screw it and they just gave the hasbro trademark name so you can actually find instead of dx9 giuliano i think or giuliani something like that um no no topical reference at least i didn't think it was right. <laughs> but um yeah so that was their original code name but now it's actually sold as dx9 drag strip which is the hasbro trademark character that's interesting i one thing you see with i wonder if there was some wiggle room there because um a lot of the names that hasbro used in g1 not just for um transformers but gi joe the trade the trademark lapsed on some yep. of those names so you'll Jazz see some, is my favorite example of that yeah so you'll see sometimes they'll they'll have to rename a character or mm-hmm. they'll have to sort of put it in a, a way that sort of you know this is the hasbro uh uh blanking on a specific example i know there are a few from joe and transformers each but um and then marvel will within the marvel legends line sometimes you'll see a, a figure come out with a uh, like there's one that was just announced yesterday from the supervillains wave, which is Marvel's the hood. Yep. And the reason for that is because the hood is a, a trademark that they don't wholly own yep. or a, at least they don't anymore. But 
I saw um, with um, Apocalypse, Marvel's Apocalypse. Yeah, so some of these where they're sort of, let's say, generic names, Apocalypse or something like that, maybe they, they struggle to get their hands completely around that but and it's interesting with the transformers as it relates to star wars because the third party has been part of transformers collecting for so long and it's been so prevalent and hasbro to my knowledge at least has never made any attempt to until uh, recently until recently uh to sort of put these out uh you know to sort of get these out of the market and it and it's sort of i think the opportunity to do that is was a long time ago because of what you know this ability that people have these days to sort of do things on their own and it's interesting now that just now that the star wars part of it which i think ip wise legal wise is much more fraught than transformers um i think with transformers you have hasbro owns transformers but they don't necessarily own the concept of the transforming robot because this 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 sort of exists in other media and, and it, when it came into diaclone when it came into takar and things like that they came out of sort of japanese uh ip that had pre-existing we could go that's a whole other conversation in terms of these we'll talk about it next week because there's sure. a lot to discuss there's a lot to discuss so but hasbro owns transformers they don't necessarily own the transforming robot um and, and just I, as a real quick aside yeah. to make sure that they're clear on uh, copyright and trademark in terms of what they can and cannot. If you look on the box, they will never use transform as a verb. Right. Transformers right. is the name of the brand, but the yeah. figures always convert from robot yeah. to vehicle or whatever from robot. They, they always yeah. use the verb convert. And so what's interesting to me about these Star Wars customs is not so much the figures that they're making the figures, like the fact that he's making a slave Leia figure. I think he can, people can just about get around that. And these droids, this could just be a nameless droid. So he looks like one of the guys from the movie, but the packaging and using, as you were saying, so he's, he's on the website. When you go to the store, you can see uh, the fact that the logos, the Star Wars logo, the Kenner logo, is all blanked out. And that's because um, there are an army of lawyers that Lucasfilm has on retainer that would land on somebody for attempting to sell uh, Star Wars anything without the proper license, right? But this has gone on for a while. And when you get this figure at home, you will get a figure that looks like Kenner slash Hasbro made it. That's part of the appeal. So I'm kind of curious about one, what's the workaround here? And then two, you know, what do people... What do people think about it? So I've seen some different opinions. I've seen one, you know, there's, um, we've talked about YouTube videos in the past, YouTubers uh, relative to Transformers. There are quite a few relative to Transform, uh, to Star Wars, excuse me, and specifically retro figures. I'm thinking specifically of Retro Blasting, which is a channel that's kind of sort of focused entirely on sort of retro figures. And, and he, is a big, big fan of Stan Solo, not just Stan, but another one we'll talk about also, which is uh, Smith Lord, um, a similar basic concept. Um, just real quickly, I, I do yeah. want to point out, and I don't know if I should, so maybe we need <laughs> to cut this part when, when we go live. Uh, but if you look on the Power of the Force figure for the Slave Leia, yeah. you've got the Kenner name on the package sure yep they all let out oh, okay 
Um, he scribbled it out on some of the other ones. On the solid dome with the serving tray. Yeah. Yeah, That Kenner is gone, but Slave Leia actually has Kenner and the the registered trademark symbol on it. So maybe there's, uh, what would you say? It's hard to sign a motive here. Maybe this was just an oversight or maybe he sort of feels... I think it's an oversight, but it's one of those where, geez, he's got to be careful. You got to be careful, and, and and people are like, "Well, Kenner doesn't exist anymore. What does it matter?" Um, Hasbro does own the Kenner uh, oh, yes. name and logo, and they are using it. Yes, someone, um, somebody still owns that name. Yeah, and that this is copyright infringement. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then the Star Wars is a license that Hasbro owns for making the action figures, and they um, Lego can tell you. Um, the the pain and injury that Hasbro will cause you if you attempt to make action figures in their space. The reason that Lego Lego has been making minifigures forever, but one thing you'll notice in the toy store is that you can buy Lego minifigures on their own for like a lot of other different properties. Like they'll sell them in those little bags, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't and won't ever for Star Wars because Hasbro um, has made it impossible for anyone but them to sell an action figure yeah. of Star Wars, right? Um, so that's, you know, Funko gets around it. You'll notice real quick, you'll notice on the Funkos, the Funko is the Funko pops for star Wars are, is an actual bobblehead. Mm-hmm. Marvel does other, that too. Marvel does that too. Whereas the Funko pops for other IP are just the pop. He didn't, there's no, no bobblehead. It's just a, a static figure. That's right. um, the reason for that is the same. Um, no one is allowed to make an action figure. Uh, of Star Wars or Marvel um, because Hasbro owns the licenses for both and they protect it tooth and nail. So this is why this is interesting. It's interesting that you bring that up on my level here because my wife does collect Funko Pops. Um, So if there's interest, we can certainly bring her on and and talk about Funko Pops as well. Sure. Um, She she doesn't like buying the Marvel figures because they're bobbleheads. So she'll only buy the really important figures in marvel but the rest we shall do dc or uh some other um, franchises so but, yeah yeah that's that's oh i don't buy the pops because I, I i just for same reason i don't buy lego i just can't do it but um like but that's one reason i don't like them either i have my jawa but like i don't they're i'm not a bobblehead person at all mm-hmm. and so like my i mentioned last time i got my kit um my kit pop yep um, she's actually a combo of Jessica Jones, who is a Marvel pop, and she had the original bobblehead, but the head is missing day from Game of Thrones, and she was not a bobblehead, so there was some engineering that had to happen to make that work, because those are two different constructions, oh, okay. um, so that wasn't a simple, uh, you know, uh, just take the head off kind of a thing. So, um, you know, that brings me to something else that I, I've been, that you and I have talked about, and I've kind of like to have you talk about it in in here you told me you've taught me how to custom make these figures um i haven't done it because i haven't had uh those types of figures and if i do some of the things that you're suggesting i would ruin my transformer so (laughs) how do you custom make these figures when you were doing it so I mentioned earlier about um, I, I would typically back in the prequel day when I was doing a lot of it, it was a lot of uh, making Jedi and things like that. So I don't have any of them handy, but I do have Luke here. Um, so this is my Jedi Luke 
uh, from the Hasbro Vintage Collection. So using him as just a frame of reference. The biggest thing with these sort of customs uh, within the extent of my ability was creating new guys by basically swapping parts and uh, kind of start there. So these days it's much easier because like with the loot, with the these figures, the Vintage Collection figures, these are all uh, different parts. So like the heads come right off um you know the you can just pop the head off it's just a ball and socket back in the day uh, when i was doing it um more prevalently they were not constructed this way that the it was a peg in the neck so you had the head and then he was attached to a joint which was then enclosed inside the torso so to remove that you had to boil the figure you boil it in a pot of hot water and that loosens up the plastic it makes it gummy and then you can then pull the the parts out the, the head, the neck, the legs, and then you can then plug them back in. So you could take the arms off of X figure and put onto Y and so on. So now when you say boil the figure, you throw it into yeah. a pot of water and- Pot of boiling water. Are you yeah. steeping it? Like, does it become plastic tea? Like, how do you know when the figure <laughs> is done? It's a great, yeah. All right, kids at home, that's how you make your- um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it takes about it boiling water it, it takes about a minute you don't you kind of just put them in there for a little bit you don't want to leave them in there too long it will damage destroy the figure you want to put it in there just enough to heat up the plastic to make it pliable so about a minute depend depends on you know the figure um and this is this gun. what's that could you use a heat gun you could um most people in my experience just use the boiling water it's sort of the easiest um the, this is trial and error you, you, you can and, and will damage figures doing this um um so you want to be careful doing that way and i had there was you know i had that and as you sort of figure out how to do it and then some of those the, the older hasbro figures you would pull out the arms or whatever and then you would get um it wouldn't it wouldn't come out clean you'd rip the joint so once the joint is ruined you can't fix that Mm-hmm. At least I can. Some guys can. Some guys work. Some customizers work in clay and putty. They're geniuses. Styrene in Transformer yeah. world. Yeah, and that's not something that I I could ever do. But so I do that. I, I take parts from one figure, put them on another, and then the other part was painting it and sort of creating a different look completely. So you go to the art store, you'd get some paint, you'd get some primer. Uh, get some clear coat uh, people don't use clear coat a lot anymore but and then you would just paint it up and you'd make and I had a lot of fun doing that I created a lot of different sort of Jedi I would take some Joe's uh, Hasbro at the time this is around the early the prequel era was making G.I. Joe versus Cobra something like that or Spy what was the name of that Spy Mission something like that and so that they had similar construction and so I would take the Joe, I take Joe heads, I'd put them on Star Wars guys and I mix and match. And that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Um, today, it's much easier to just pop one of the heads off of one of these figures, put it on mm-hmm. super easy custom, especially with sort of background guys, rebels, something like that. You can take a head from a random figure, plug it onto a generic body. Sure. Um, the hands pop out because these are all different segmented because they made them super articulated. Um, these are just, the system is is just the hand will come out Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, less so with the knees and the ankles, these are a little bit harder. You would need to warm this up to get those out. But again, it's just the same process. Um, 
Transformers is going to be customizing those. I couldn't even begin to tell you. It's a completely different principle and sort of engineering system, yeah. but um, it involves different sort of parts, but it, it in effect, it's the same. It's the same um, basic know. idea, but there's a lot yeah. more to consider because there is yeah. each uh, one thing that I can tell you about the Transformer figures is each part has to do double duty. Yeah. Right. It not only has to be the look for the robot, but it has to go somewhere for another vehicle. And yeah. that's really hard to kind of wrap your mind around like, oh, this arm actually completely unfolds itself and lays yeah. flat on the inside of the car yeah it's i i think uh, any boil and pop anything with transformers i think would probably be problematic I, i'm sure there are people that can do it but when you're when you're deforming a transformer and with water like that the one thing the figure has to do is then once it cools down it has to um basically sort of um revert back into shape which they generally do but not always something like a transformer where everything has to fit into a certain place yeah. and we're talking micro millimeters of tolerance. micro so that's that i think would be problematic but i'm sure there's a whole and world of information on transformer customizing and i know there is to think about yeah. too with transformers is there's metal in there there metal. are pins yeah. and there's screws that if you chuck in water you are now actually uh, running the risk of getting rust in there. Rust. And then the other thing too, I'll say real quick, just in case anybody's at home is taking notes right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, you, when you boil a Star Wars figure, you can do it in a pot of water on a stovetop. Some people will also put it in the microwave. Do not put a transformer <laughs> with metal parts into a microwave ever. Don't yeah. do it for reasons that I would hope are obvious but um so just just a <laughs> go ahead sort of imagine i sort of imagining <laughs> this um that would have been a great uh back in the day back in the g1 days that would have been a great uh thing for the parent yeah the parents <laughs> to come home to um but, but can maybe I, can, can i tell yeah, you one more thing about customizing transformers which to me is fascinating um but i i cannot do it you mentioned after you swap parts you would paint them yeah um some of these third-party companies they design the figures so intricately that they don't account for how much space the paint takes up and okay. after the figure is assembled and painted now those tolerances are too tight and the figure doesn't move as well uh, and that happened a lot in the early days of third-party companies sure. where they designed the thing and the parts would move so perfectly as long as it was unpainted. Just yeah. a micro millimeter layer of paint was just enough to cause friction. Sure. And you have, so I, I can see that because like sort of smaller third party shops, you, they don't have that sort of uh, QC quality control that somebody like Hasbro does. So like Hasbro is getting, they do a bunch of passes on a particular figure before they get to the production stage and they're going to catch something like that. Whereas yeah, a third party is going to, they're going to get into production before they realize something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the issue. That's interesting. Yeah. And I wonder, I don't know. Cause I don't have like going back to Stan solo. Like I don't have any of these figures. I know people who have them. And so far there's not those kind of issues. It seems like that everybody raves about 
the quality of the figures. It's basically a Kenner figure. It might actually be better in terms of quality. Sure. Um, and the cards are great. You know, the card has the, is the Kenner card when it comes to reproductions is a very impossible thing to recreate. It's a particular kind of cardboard. It's, um, you, you could look at it and know immediately if it's a fake um, because it's just the quality of it. And the, at this point, the aging and the wear, like I, 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 I'm a, I'm a vintage Star Wars collector. So I look at a lot of these and I see a lot of fakes and I, I can look at it immediately. And I know that it's a fake. That's, these apparent, that's these really apparently interesting. Are good. Mm -hmm. um, so how, 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 what are you looking for? How do you know that it's a fake? Or what makes the Kenner backing so rare? The, it's the quality. There's a couple things. One is uh, the quality of the cardboard, which is effectively um, for maybe people at home to kind of get an idea of. Uh, the Kenner cardboard stock that they used is the same quality as a roll of toilet paper. So that, that cardboard roll in the middle. Mm -hmm. So that or uh, maybe wrapping paper. Mm -hmm. it's, it's that quality of cardboard. Uh, the thickness is, is more similar to the, um, the toilet paper than it's a little bit thicker than that, than it would be the wrapping papers for maybe let's say in between. Okay. Um, and then, so that just has a certain feel. There's a, there's a weird uh, graininess to it mm -hmm. um, that when you look at it, it's printed cardboard, but it's cardboard. So it's not glossy. It's uh, it wrinkles, it ate, it yellows, it ages. Um, it cannot be faked today. You can't take um, something today and reproduce it. It's going to come out because it's just a different quality and it's going to come out differently. And one of the things that the fakes do is that the, and I'm not talking about Stan Solo here. I'm talking about sort of mm -hmm. uh, other sort of in general. Um, one thing that they do is they, they get a, a perfect card. They forget to round the corners Okay. They, they're they're printing on a, a thicker quality of stock a glossier stock they're they're not lining up um the all of the stuff correctly one thing about the stand solo that you might have noticed looking at them is that the everything is on the card the kenner logo all of it this is exactly where it would be um this is someone stand solo who i don't know anything about outside of he's making these things is someone who obviously spent an enormous amount of time um, replicating this to make it the, the most accurate it could be like with a slave Leia figure this is this is what it would have looked like mm -hmm. um, if Kenner had done it and I think that's a huge part of the appeal that's right down to the assortment numbers on the power of the force figure which these are these actual assortment numbers um, so that that that's great that's very 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 hard it's also probably a product of the fact that this sort of Doing it at home is a little bit easier now with some of the programs and the tools that a person has available. Yeah. Um, this is a template, the Kenner card back that you can you can get. And then someone like me, if I decided to, I would be able to go into, I have a program at home that I use when it comes to things like my book covers and my promotional stuff I do on the social media. I would be able to plug pictures in and out of like Slave Leia here. I could make my dorme if I wanted to, oh, things yeah. like that. Um, um, just real quickly, just, yeah. you know, for myself, um, I would immediately, my first thought would be to use a desktop publishing software like Adobe InDesign or Microsoft yeah. Publisher. 
um, or even the free open source Scribus. What what do you use? Um, so you have InDesign is one. There is um, I use a couple different ones. There's uh, online resources. There's a uh, like a subscription thing that I use called PicMonkey, okay. which is which is um, available to most everybody. Um, and then I have the subscription one, which um, I use for my uh, uh, indie related stuff. But I would be able with PicMonkey, I could go in and I could just take this template that they have and yeah, I'd so be able to. PicMonkey is more of a photo editor, right? Like Photoshop, but web based? It's web based. It's. Um, yeah, it's Photoshop. There's some other things that they introduce. There's like animation and stuff. That's sort of way beyond me. But yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I got it. Um, you know, for me, my job, I'm, I'm interested in all the kind of the software that people would use to accomplish these goals. Um, yeah. And I don't know exactly what these guys are doing, either Stan Solo or Smith Lord, um, you know, if they're using something in particular um but they're they're very good and sort of the degree of difficulty is very high like i'm fairly certain i would not be able to do exactly what they're doing yeah on at myself at home at least not without an enormous amount of time and effort and then specifically with him with stan solo when it comes to this um the the slave leia figure which this is a piece of original engineering um that has been designed and 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 that's sort of that's next level stuff and um even though she's based somewhat with the head that's based on a kenner part the rest of it isn't and that that takes a, a lot of work and it you know another part of it is same similar with the action the i'm sorry the uh the card back you can take a look at these right away with the custom because people make their own custom have made their own custom kenner style figures you take one look at it and know right away if it's close or not or good or not and the thing with the slave leia is like the, you look at it immediately like, yep that that's perfect that's what she would have looked like um you know there's nothing blocky about her there's nothing about her that looks like obviously someone was you know made it at home or anything like that it's just it's outstanding and then that sort of leads into all these questions of like um you know what aspect of collecting is this is this for you know for kenner star wars collectors is it does this breach any bounds not just the legal bounds but like what big thing in, in vintage star wars collecting is authenticity and you know people myself included who have very rare figures in their collection um appreciate that i'm not a huge fan of people who reproduce rare figures stan solo one thing he does as well is he's reproducing he's he's literally the the figure like yak face he's got the luke stormtrooper these are two of the rarest kenner's original star wars figures and he's just making also blue snaggletooth he's just casting these he's making new versions of them um i I feel less good about that. I, I, you know, on As one hand, I see. Note, yeah. Uh, the Luke Stormtrooper is called the Shorty Space Shorty Space Cadet. <laughs> Shorty Space Cadet. That's awesome. It's like on one hand, I'm I I, I get it because the prices for these, as we talked about before, 
they're out of control and they're they're simply not obtainable. If you want a, a, a yak face or a blue snaggle tooth or a vinyl cape jawa today, you're you're out of luck unless you're you know you have the means. Most people don't. But if you want one of those and you know it's fake and everybody knows it's fake, you don't care. You just want that guy on your shelf. You want it, you know, to line up with your other dudes. You, you pay, you know, it's going to cost you around a hundred bucks here. Um, that's one thing. I have a huge problem with people then taking these though and then selling them on eBay or elsewhere and passing them off as something that they're not. That's been a problem in Star Wars Collect. That is not something that just came out of these folks here, Stan Solo, et cetera. That's been around since the beginning. Well, that's so, even Transformers. Uh, and next week we'll get into it much more about um, the difference between a knockoff and a third party. And because th there is a big debate in the Transformers collectors community mm -hmm. about whether third parties should even exist or whether they're uh, copyright infringement. Um, well, I guess, but you, have, you, you own some third party, right? Oh, I, I love third party. And I'll, okay. uh, I'll, I'll tell you my kind of line in the sand yeah. on why I won't buy KOs or knockoffs, but I'm okay with third party. And I'm vaguely okay with fourth party. What's fourth party? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it gets into the weeds on this one. So, um, but first, uh, you mentioned the cardboard backing on the on the Kenner figures. Yeah, and it's really interesting that the official Takara Tomy masterpiece Transformers they have this weird effect on the cardboard box. So you know it's, it's a legit product. Um, it's this, yeah. it's weird kind of ribbing or like this mm -hmm. pattern texture that's in the cardboard itself. Mm -hmm. um, and basically the knockoffs all have smooth cardboard like you would expect from every other product. So that's kind of the first way that you can tell whether something is um, legit or fake or ko uh so that's the kind of the knockoff so then the third party what the third party is is they're taking an existing character and that could be either from the comic series or from the show and they're designing it on their own so it's a completely original engineering mm -hmm. um and you could make an argument that there is uh, copyright infringement on the character itself, but you cannot make the case that the engineering is copyrighted. So even if, and there are actually some situations where you have the character is the official, and then you also have a third party of the same character, but the engineering is completely different. How you go from one robot or from the robot to the vehicle is totally different in both situations. And for me, for my collection, I am okay with actually owning both. So okay. for example, um, do you remember Hound in G1? Oh yeah. He was the green Jeep. Everyone loved him. Uh, well, there's uh, there were two third-party companies that made their version of Hound and both of them transform ex or convert, I should say. Uh, they convert extremely differently from each mm -hmm. other, even though they end up at the same style for both of them, which mm -hmm. I find fascinating. Uh, but then the official came out a little bit later, maybe a year or so later, maybe even two years later, uh, 
the official came out and that has a completely different transformation pattern. Mm-hmm. So on an engineering side, it's amazing to me to see the same vehicle, the same design, same everything convert to the robot, the same robot design cues and everything, but the way to get there is so different for all three of them. It's interesting. On one hand, it's like, it's, it's, it, that's super interesting just from a, a collecting point of view. It's like, there's all these different interpretations. There's different right. ways. So like, if you're maybe a, like, let's say you're a big hound person in particular, like, well, maybe you like one more than the other. Maybe you like them all. Maybe you just like, cause there are people who collect, like I do, like with the Jawa, I just collect everything Jawa. So I want all the different yeah. iterations of that. Um, so that's interesting. Um, real quick on the packaging, you're kind of talking about that. There's a lot of different sort of identifiers in, in Kenner Star Wars packaging. One I thought maybe I'd point out for folks is uh, this here is I'm uh, showing Sugu uh, my uh, Kenner Power of the Force uh, uh, Prince Slay and Combat Poncho just from uh, Return of the Jedi on Indoor. I just got this recently. Um, and then a good way to She's. You can take. This is a great example of the cardboard thing. I was talking. You take a look at this, and she'd look. The, the, this is. Uh, this card is a little bit wrinkled. It, it's um, has some age to it. But with the blister that contains the figure, and you're not going to be able to see the sugu. But um, there's something called the waffling, in the. Uh, so when they when they glued the blister to the card. Mm-hmm. It creates this distinctive waffle stamp. Sort yep, of. Yep, I know waffles. exactly what you're talking okay. about. I can't so, see it there, but I know exactly yeah, what yeah. you're talking about. So that you cannot recreate that at home. This is a manufacturing thing that was done back in 1983. Um, uh, you can look at if you're ever at a convention or you're looking online and you're looking, is, is this a real 12 back? Is this a real whatever? And you take one thing I want you guys to look at at home if you're interested in that is whether or not that waffle stamp is there. If it's mm-hmm. not, that's not a real deal. It will be there in any Kenner Star Wars figure from the beginning to the end. Um, a lot of the fakes and repros, um, they don't have it because they were just glued on at home. And, you know, the bubble probably looks good, but the waffle, people will try to fake the waffle <laughs> because they will go back later and yeah. they will um, try to press the uh, waffle uh, marking. Yeah, that, that you cannot do it. So, anyway, um, something to think about. Um, but like, I don't have the stand solo stuff in hand. So, like, one thing I'm curious about, like, if I were to order, and I, I probably will. I think I probably will order Leia here, the slave Leia, because I just for myself, um, I, I think this is great. And, and as a Princess Leia fan, I think I'd like to have it. I'd be curious to see if that waffling any kind of waffling exists within the bubble hmm. uh, on this particular figure. I, if I were to get it in hand and see something like that, I think I'd be very concerned from a um, intellectual property lawyers. Yeah. I would just, just, just in terms of like, <laughs> this makes life much harder when it comes to identifying these things. Um, but there's so many great things that, you know, and he's done a lot of, he also did the, um, so he's done the Luke stormtrooper. He did the hand stormtrooper, which Kenner did not make. So what he what he did is he took the Luke Stormtrooper body and he put a Han Solo head on it. Um, this is a figure that people have done customized on their own at home for decades. Mm-hmm. 
his looks particularly good. I think one of the things you'll note, and I actually have one, I have a customized vintage Kenner Han Solo stormtrooper. Uh, uh, sorry, scruffy space cadet. Scruffy space cadet. And one thing you run into uh, with customs is, is that the 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 neck joint uh, does not line up with any of the existing Kenner Han Solo figures, mm-hmm. which they all tend to have thicker necks than uh, Luke did. So this what he did stand solo is really seamless. Um, so that's super interesting. I think it's interesting from a you know I, there's so many different ways of approaching these and i know a big thing that sort of i become aware of as these become more popular is you know a lot of guys are going back to these and and are sort of embracing these because modern collecting is sort of not fun i hear that a lot Uh, modern collecting of the modern star wars toys just isn't fun hasbro has been making they've been reissuing retro versions of the kenner star wars figures in the last couple years um which some people like, some people don't, sort of for the same reasons we've been talking about that sort of infringes on the originals. And some people like it because they simply can't afford the originals. Um, so they, they like that. And, and Hasbro clearly identifies these as retro. They're, you're not going to mistake these for the real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, but then they're like, why don't you make what people like me would rather, rather than the old figures just reissuing uh, Han Solo, make a, make, have Hasbro make the Han Solo Stormtrooper. Well, they haven't done that. They don't appear that they'll do that. So they did make a Grand Moff Tarkin in the Kenner style that people like. Um, but so I mean that's interesting. But we, people keep saying, you know, these are these are for fans, made by fans. Um, it's a part of collecting that's fun. It's a part of collecting that it's a segment of collecting that's that's new and that enjoyable. Uh, the craftsmanship is really interesting. As just a person who's an independent artist myself, I guess I have to appreciate the independent artistry on some level. Um, but the and and just I think that's the thing about it. I think that's most interesting to me is just the fun, and I enjoy the new toys, I, the Star Wars, the Vintage Collection, Black Series, Marvel Legends, all that stuff. I don't enjoy it the way I used to. I it's been a very long time since I've had a lot of fun. Part of that's probably just age, right? Um, but the other part of it is the, the toy industry, toy collecting has changed dramatically. Yeah, I was going to say, like, 10... why, why isn't tra- uh, collecting fun? Um, I, this, this is a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, I think the biggest reason is, is that it no longer works the same way. Um, the sort of traditional Star Wars collecting, and I'll, I'll keep it there, Star Wars collecting is about collecting the universe. It's about taking the universe of the movies and now TV shows home. And in the past, that was just tons of figures. It was tons of vehicles. It was play sets. It was that whole world. And you were bringing it home. You were putting it on the shelf. And that, that goes right back to the Kenner line. The Kenner line is built mostly out of, char- of secondary and tertiary characters. And you're like, well, who is this guy? But he's part of that world. He's part of that uh, verisimilitude that creates that that charm that only Star Wars has. And that has not been part of Hasbro Star Wars collecting for over five years, five, six, seven years. And they have gotten away from part of it. It has to do with the manufacturing as the prices have gone up, their willingness to sort of spend tooling um, 
in uh, a spot in an assortment on a on a background character on a on a random droid or a random alien. Apparently, they've lost interest in that. They've lost confidence in that. Hmm. Um, so they're making basically the big six, right? And then just the yeah, main characters. You see this in Transformers, the modern Transformers. I'm thinking of Siege and Combiner Wars and things like that. They have, um, and a lot of Transformers collectors have noted and complained about, they've been basically making the same 12, 15 characters over and over and over again. I don't know how many characters or versions, I should say, of Will Jack that they've made in the last, I don't know, five years. But they've gotten into this rut where, and they have, they have we've talked about this before, they have made a lot of um unique and and you know sort of random character they just did refractor recently you know like the the sort of the camera guy yeah um, but you're right like that was in the previous main line um yeah. in the generations and the thrilling 30 and i would say even up to combiner wars they were going all over the place and just it was great to see finally like mainline toys of these obscure characters um yeah but yeah you don't see them as much these days and uh as the mainline progresses you don't and this is true and you know marvel legends is different because marvel is just it's so big and popular that that, that, that they can they're able to do that obscurity and that obscurity is still part of the big appeal and marvel one of the things star wars people complain about is why can't why is it the star wars line like marvel legends part of that frankly is just to do with the fact that marvel is the biggest thing right now it's just bigger than star wars it's hard for for star wars fans to sort of accept also but, don't forget to build a figure that premise kind yeah. of gets gets those obscure characters sold it does and the build a figure lots of people have also asked well why isn't why can't we do build a figure in black series why why can't we do some of those things in black series and that again boils down to price Uh, the cost of the star wars license and the manufacturing simply prevents um what a lot of that thing and that's part of the problem so hasbro has a limited budget it seems with star wars to spend on they're going to spend it on what they they know is going to sell right now that's mandalorian and uh grogu um and everything you know ahsoka and everything like that is is just secondary so when you get a figure when you get a random super obscure character it's very rare that's not fun i i i don't i i want that fun of like oh my gosh this guy i've never had this before that's part of the problem with the manufacturing the other part is is that frankly that um a lot of the original trilogy prequel trilogy stuff has been done there's not a whole lot of ground that hasbro hasn't covered they'd be quick to tell you that's slightly different with the sequels and the Mandalorian and sort of the new stuff, but they would tell you also that they're playing catch up. So there's a lot of different ins and outs to it, but just the, the price, uh, the engagement, um, the sort of the sense of um, building up that world is gone. That's been gone for a long time. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy spending the money I do on them. Um, and I also don't enjoy sort of just the, the same stuff over and over and over again. So I sort of want something new and weirdly that new it. And I think I'm the similar in, with a lot of these folks who are getting really into the stand solo and that aspect of it. Cause the new is actually in the old it, it's in, they're doing a slave lay in the Kenner um, for folks like me who always wanted that figure back when I was a kid and other figures like her Tarkin or wedge or somebody um, that's great. You know, and she's not she's just not blocky. She's not a weird knockoff that you know is a looks like a knockoff. This is a figure that would go right on your shelf if you wanted to put her with the other ones. And um, 
and so I, I I dig that. I will probably buy her. I I I, I don't know if I would get into the. I love these droids, right? Um, all these droids would be great to have. I don't know. That would sort of be uh, committing on a level. I don't know if I'm there yet. But like, if he were to come back here and make, so he's done Leia. If he's if he were to do a wedge, you know, that'd be tough too, right? You'd have to buy a wedge. So I don't know. Um, but I think once you start down that, I think you kind of you're just doing it. So um, I don't know. I what do you? So you've you've done the third party transformers you're cool with that you enjoy it so this probably for you if you were to flip flip over to star wars you probably would you have a problem with this would this be would you if you were super into it like i was you're like no i'm doing it no questions i think i think it depends on what i would want right like the for me the third party transformer figures that i'm buying uh those figures mean something to me um the the, sorry not the figures the characters mean something to me right like uh i've got a masterpiece beachcomber um beachcomber is the pacifist autobot he turns into a dune buggy um i love the idea of this one lone autobot in this war who is a pacifist i think that's his i i think that's fascinating i think that's uh, interesting um you know, he doesn't want to be in the war, so it doesn't make sense to give him a gun. Right. Like, he's the pacifist. And so the masterpiece figure that I have, he comes with birds. <laughs> there are three birds that you can attach to him because in the show that one time, he, there are three birds that kind of gently laid on his shoulder and just kind of stayed there, right? Because he's the peace-loving beatnik it's so crazy how specific this stuff gets so like NECA right now is doing these a tremendous line of figures based on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles original animated series and they're doing these figures right out of the cartoon with all these super specific accessories yeah. like you're talking about yeah. and I'm not a I don't do anything with turtles but I you look at these and you're like oh my god like that it's tremendous um so yeah, that's that kind of thing. That's like really cool. You know, like the only thing that he doesn't do with Leia here, the slave Leia is, you know, she came with salacious crumb or something. That'd be kind of cool, but yeah. um, that's not necessary. There's already a crumb. There's a Kenner crumb that's been out there forever. So, yep. you, you know, you just, when you get her, when you get her home, you just put her on the dais with the uh, dais with uh, Java and crumb. Yeah. So to answer your question with the slave Leia specifically, slave Leia, interestingly enough, doesn't, mean a whole lot to me sure but the um the leia on endor does the leia uh on the uh blockade runner that means something to me the uh, leia as the bounty hunter um like almost every other scene uh has some meaning for me but i interestingly enough slave leia just doesn't have any sort of meaning except as a hormonal teenage boy yeah I, the, this is sort of a interesting conversation that's come up uh, you know in regards to her because uh, hasbro apparently will um, has gotten a directive from disney to not make this particular figure anymore right. because it's objectifying to her and and i, I get that it's my interest in slave Leia here is not the fact that carrie is in a metal bikini it's 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 that this is this particular version of the character, which they never did. 
um, you can set aside the, the um, hormonal part. I would have been <laughs> I would have been eight or nine years old when I when I saw this, but I, I was able to appreciate at that age um, the impact it had on the hormonal aspect of me. But um, the uh, and then I've I've heard too from other people like they don't like this version of Carrie because this was a moment in Carrie's life that um, was sort of uh, connected most to her uh, sort of substance abuse and issues and things right. like that. So they sort of think of her like this. And I, I get that. And I, I so. Isn't, isn't be, this also representative of when Lucas told her that there's no underwear in space? This is where that comes from. And it it's, it's staggering to me that this actually happened because Star Wars is, is, uh we're getting into the weeds here but star wars is traditionally considered sort of family entertainment and this is the most suggestive anything that ever happened in star wars so she's barely wearing anything she's not wearing any underwear um at all in these scenes and it's um you can appreciate how gorgeous she is but you can appreciate also that this is probably would not happen today if um you know they were making these movies today and carrie was 20 years old and George was like, um, I need you to be in this bikini because there's no underwear in space. Carrie, you'd probably be like, no, yeah. <laughs> so, I am not going to do that. Yeah. So, so in that regard, I probably wouldn't get this specific figure, but, um, uh, I kind of like shorty and scruffy. Those are interesting. I, I probably will have to get the, the Han Solo stormtrooper too. Yeah. And um, maybe like, a couple of the the domes they look kind of interesting um i i really like all of these actually you know they, these are outstanding and and some of these droids these background droids i recognize there are a couple here in particular from uh echo base on hoth that um i sort of have an appreciation for because um those are figures that i always wanted and hasbro did make um all of these at one point or another in their own line and so i have the modern versions of them just sort of the red and black darth maul droid i call them um that figure is one of my favorite figures um just the look of him is super interesting um he's from the original star wars movie um and then you have the black and orange imperial droids from return of the jedi and these are some of my favorite ones too there's there's they're just so distinctive yeah um, I do like his uh, glow in the dark lightsabers. These are just really neat, and and they're they're really um, they're really good. I see here he's also selling reproductions of the vinyl Jawa cape. I, I am less excited about this. I think um, I I it one just looking from the pictures, it's very faithful. Um, in that if we talked about when we talked about the Jawa, it's. The Jawa, um, the fakes with the Jawa are a big gigantic problem in mm -hmm. collecting. Yeah. And and so I would hate for anybody to get swindled is my biggest concern. Um, because I, if you're in a position where you're going to buy one of these, um, it would have to be, um, frankly, some, something like this that he's doing only makes that harder. harder. So um, Yeah, like there's got to be some sort of... I don't know how to put it, uh, like respect to the original or credit to the original or some sort of marking that where this specific Jawa cape came from that would make it uh, stand out. 
from the counterfeits? Yeah, I, I, not having one of these in hand, it, it's hard for me to say, but I feel fairly confident that um, even though it looks like just looking at it, it sort of passes the eye test. It probably doesn't and couldn't have that sort of, uh, one of the original aspects of the, the vinyl cave Jawa is that sort of zipper sound yeah. um, that you create. It's, I'd imagine that would probably be pretty impossible to replicate. That being said, I just don't know. So um, if he's casting it from when, from an original, maybe not. Yeah, I just don't know. So I, 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 I'd be curious to see what it looked like in person or, or felt like in person, but yeah. Um, so it, it's great stuff. It, it's, it, it's amazing stuff for a particular kind of collector. It's super interesting. Um, it's fraught with a lot of problems just for canter collecting in general. There's a whole fault line within vintage collecting toys in general that has to do with repros and, and fakes and third party. And, and there's a lot of different names for it and, and people have different feelings about it as we've kind of discussed. Um, I, I would definitely like to take a deeper dive into it next week when we go into yeah. it more about Transformers uh, and yeah. kind of that that world because uh, I, I can't speak for Star Wars, but it looks like all of those tactics have been tried in the Transformers world. Yeah, I, I would love to get deeper into Transformers because I, I know I know about the third parties, but I don't know a ton. I don't know as much as I do Star Wars. So I, that would yeah. be a great sort of subject to get into. And I know it's it's a huge, it's a universe of uh, different stuff that a lot of people probably don't know about. So we'll talk about that next week um, as we kind of wrap up here on today's episode um we'll include links here to the stuff we've been talking about if you want to check it out for yourself and kind of see in particular some of these figures like slave leia or what was he space cadet uh scruffy and shorty space cadet. <laughs> scruffy. scruffy and shorty you guys can check that out and and kind of see but um, very cool. It's an interesting thing. Um, if you're a Kenner Star Wars collector, at the very least, you're going to want to look at these and see what, what this is about. So Yeah, they're definitely interesting um, yeah. to look at and to kind of think about. Definitely. So there's a lot more we could talk about relative to this subject. And, and maybe I'll include a link to you to the the retro blasting YouTube video that kind of talks about these. And, and he is someone who gets into way more depth about this particular subject and that's a good thing if you're there's a lot of questions and and um conversation that we didn't necessarily cover today so i'll include a link too with that um but uh, maybe we'll wrap up today then and um any final thoughts on that sugu uh stay tuned next week because we're gonna go into a much deeper dive on some of these really small details that no one would ever yeah. think about <laughs> yeah that's and that's what life is all about is just is just nerding out over really trivial <laughs> stuff so uh once again folks i'm i'm your host i'm darby harn and you can find me and my work on my website at darbyharn.com you can find out about my novels and other extracurricular writing um and on twitter at darby harn you can find sugu through me um that's kind of the arrangement we've come up with apparently yeah. so if you have hate mail if you have uh marriage proposals whatever uh, you can send those to me eventually then, i'll get on my own and i'll i'll separate but for now it's it's fine yeah so um so we'll, we'll leave it there so 
Uh, hopefully, uh, we're getting warming up here soon, and uh, everybody stay warm out there, stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, take it easy. Bye-bye.